Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, magic makers, I just got off a wonderful interview with Dr. And Shell Gupta, and we talked all things thyroid and Hashimoto's. And you know how I am with my guests. I love when they come to me with very simple, simple, easy things to do. We talked all about what the heck is Hashimoto's, what are the symptoms, what can you do about it, what can we do naturally, um, what can you do, you know, pharmaceutical, you know, and how, what, what's the best way to maintain our bodies. When we talk about um, thyroid, you know, he shared so many things. He gave us his five um, root causes of Hashimoto's, and I, I found them very um, interesting. And he also talked about, like, what are some of the, the main drivers in our body of thyroid? And one little, I'm going to give you a little spoiler. One little spoiler that kind of was my aha about this was the thyroid is plays such a role in our brain health, not only in our, you know, as a, as a, our own brains, but our moms, when we are in utero, how it contributes to our brain health. And I thought that was just one of the most fascinating things that I took away from the conversation. I know I, myself personally, I have struggled with thyroid issues and, you know, some of the things that he has shared with me, I'm like, huh. My doctor didn't tell me that. I'm going to have to start to incorporate some of the tips that he gave me. But I always want everyone to, as we go into these kind of shows, when we talk about, you know, a specific disease, I want us to go in with a open mind and not like looking for symptoms. I want us to kind of be like understanding of like, you've heard about Hashimoto's and, you know, what, be able to take it from, okay, what exactly is it? And is it something that I could possibly have? Um, versus, oh my God, I think I have it. You know, I remember when I was in corporate, my assistant, she, any disease that was out there in the world, that girl had it. <laughs> that girl absolutely caught it. You know, she heard about a meningitis outbreak on the news, she had it. So I don't want us to, like, as I start to, you know, talk about diseases and so forth, I don't want us to start to think about, oh my God, I have it, but more about just looking at it from a broad perspective and just understanding more about all the different autoimmune issues that are out there in front of us. All right, ladies, enjoy the show. And if, like always, I love takeaways. So do me a favor. If you find a takeaway, you know, screenshot the podcast and put your takeaway in your on one of your stories or on your main feed, whatever you feel called to. So enjoy and have a great day. All right, today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. 
I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love, fitness. Oh, thank you so much, C. Hayes. That just fills my heart so full. So anyone else has a review, please absolutely share it with me. I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get. It just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. Okay, Magic Makers, today I have the honor of having Dr. Anshul Gupta here, and we are talking all things thyroid and Hashimoto's. And I'm really excited about this because I feel like, especially my audience, for us women over 40, many of us, we have heard of thyroid issues. I think Hashimoto's is probably one of the most prominent thyroid issues that many people have heard about. And I don't think we fully understand what it really means. It just kind of feels like this broad category of a thyroid condition. So are you tired of jumping from one health and fitness program to the next without seeing any real long-term results? I get it. Life can be unpredictable and sticking to a consistent routine can be tough. That's where I can help. Introducing five days to consistency, my new free five day challenge that will help you develop lasting healthy habits with just a five minute commitment. I will guide you through creating a personalized plan that fits your lifestyle and your goals. No more chasing unicorns or bouncing from one 30 day challenge to the next magic makers. It's time to focus on real change, the kind that sticks with you for the long haul. So if you're ready to make a change and develop the habits that lead to long-term success, join me for the free five days to consistency challenge. Let's start to make healthy living a habit, not just a one-time thing. I brought on Dr. Gupta, who is an expert and also has written himself a great book that explains all about Hashimoto. So Dr. Gupta, please welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, it's a pleasure to share uh, information about this important topic of Hashimoto's and thyroid disorders. So, you know, you go to medical school and, you know, I think everyone goes to medical school with a very different vision of what they want to do versus what they come out doing. Did you go into medical school specifically thinking that you would be focusing so much on the thyroid? Absolutely not. You know, so actually my story of going to the medical school or even before that, when I wanted to become a a physician or a doctor was that, you know, my uncle who was a doctor was working like, you know, in a very small town and a majority of his clients, you know, he was seeing was like, you know, heart related. Mm. that either have blood pressure issues or cardiac issues or treating them. So that's what, you know, like, you know, I wanted to become a cardiologist when, you know, I will go to medical school and finally become that. Um, But as you said, you know, like going into the medical school, seeing what I want to do, I just did not want to kind of be associated with cardiologists. I want to do the whole gamut of things, you know, seeing, you know, like females, seeing males, you know, seeing kids and seeing adults and everything. So then that led me to become a family physician. So that way I can see each and every disease and kind of treat all people who need me. Mm -hmm. But then later on, actually, you know, like my health journey, you know, I was having my own health issues, you know, uh, like I was gaining a lot of weight. I was having a lot of gut problems. I was feeling tired, fatigued, brain fog issues. 
and i was just few years into my uh, family medicine practice i could not fix myself nothing was getting better i was taking medications for it i even saw different specialists who did all different kinds of tests to check you know for like gut problems mm-hmm. to check for allergies to check my gallbladder to check the blood work everything was they could not fix me and that's where i found functional medicine and then in functional medicine which is kind of the root cause medicine mm-hmm. i kind of made a plan to kind of fix my root causes by natural approaches by changing my lifestyle taking certain supplements you know making a stress reduction kind of you know plan for myself and within few months my life was completely new all the symptoms were gone i was off all medications mm. i lost more than 40 pounds during oh, this wow. time and that was very phenomenal yeah Yeah, and then later on, you know, actually, I was working in the Cleveland Clinic Functional Medicine Department. Just maybe, I think, six months later on, and what I saw was this pattern—a pattern of middle-aged females between thirty to sixty years of age—and they were all coming with similar symptoms as mine, you know, of having weight gain problems, you know, of having brain fog, feeling tired all the time, having mood changes of depression, anxiety, gut problems. and they were all taking medications and following what the doctor wanted them to do mm-hmm. but still not getting better right and that actually and all of them had one thing in common they all had thyroid disorder especially hashimoto's disease huh. so that actually prompted me to kind of start researching into this disease because i could instantly connect with all of these females because i went through similar struggles Right. So I kind of research and research why females are not getting better with Hashimoto's disease, and that's where you know I found a lot of different root causes playing a role. And then I made a protocol to implement for all of these patients of mine. And after implementing protocol, we saw phenomenal success. Awesome. Each and every female improve their lifestyle, improve their quality of life, and their lab works get better. And uh, so you know, like we have saved so many lives during this time. and all of the females kind of are getting the quality of life that it is perfect and 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 I, and i love that so let's let's just take a, a a giant step back so you know many of us have heard of okay let I mean, i'm going to go way back we're going to start at the very beginning thyroid so many of us hear thyroid and it's this this for this little gland that it is it causes so many challenges so what does our thyroid actually do So thyroid is actually very teeny tiny gland, as you said. But without the thyroid gland and the thyroid hormone, there will be no life. Ah, we need thyroid hormone to live. Wow, so much important is the thyroid hormone. Now, literally, thyroid hormone is responsible from head to toe of maintenance of each and every organ of our body. Oh wow! So, so when we are actually very teeny tiny, growing into our mom's womb. okay if we do not get enough thyroid hormone from our mom when she is pregnant with us then we will not be able to develop our brain so we have seen this issue like you know previously when we did not know about it like probably a decade ago that some like you know uh, kids were being born with a lot of like you know brain issues and we were not able to identify what was going on huh. and the real problem was that they were not getting enough thyroid hormone wow so thyroid hormone is needed for a proper growth thyroid hormone is needed for a brain development now that is when we are very young or very early when we even get older then also thyroid hormone is needed by a brain for proper functioning for proper utilization of energy for kind of you know memory issues and all those things you know brain needs it 
Then if you come to our gut or the GI system, you know, our GI system again needs thyroid hormone for it to kind of digest our food as well as kind of, you know, help with the movement of food through the whole gut tract. So that's the reason a lot of people with thyroid issues will have either constipation or diarrhea or bloating ah. because their food is not getting digested and not moving forward in their gut. Wow. Then, you know, we need thyroid to maintain energy. So that's the reason a lot of females or males are feeling low energy issues with that. Thyroid hormone is needed for maintaining our body temperature. So a lot of us feel cold you yeah. know, uh, or they cannot get cold, you know, because of that. And the last thing, thyroid hormone is a metabolic hormone. It regulates our metabolism. Yeah. You know, all that fat and all the carbohydrates, all the food that we consume in our body, it needs to be burned to kind of either consume as an energy or store in our body. And for yeah. that, thyroid hormone is needed. So that's the reason several people continue to gain weight or not able to lose weight because they do not have enough thyroid hormone. Yeah, literally and, so much so important is a thyroid hormone. And, and it's so funny because it's like, you know, I think many of us think about thyroid at, at, at the latter. That's the last thing you said was, you know, thinking about it more about regulating our metabolism, not so much doing anything for our brain or for our gut. So that was pretty like an, an aha for me. So thank you for um, that learning. So, all right. So now we know like, okay, here's my thyroid. It controls life. Now, when people are talking about Hashimoto's, what exactly is happening, you know, with the thyroid that is causing Hashimoto's? So Hashimoto's disease is basically an autoimmune condition of your thyroid gland. In this disease, what happens is that your body starts producing antibodies, which starts a very slow destruction of the thyroid gland. And it might take weeks to months to years for the thyroid gland to be destroyed to the point mm. that it is not able to produce enough thyroid hormone. And then it is being diagnosed as low thyroid or hypothyroidism. Now, the interesting fact is that most people, when they're going to the regular doctors, they only get one blood test done, which is the TSH, to yeah. check if the thyroid is producing enough thyroid hormone or not. They are not getting tested for Hashimoto's disease. So most people are not even aware that what is the reason their thyroid is not able to produce enough thyroid hormone? They're just being told, well, one day your thyroid just decided not to produce enough thyroid hormone and here you are. You just need to take this medicine. But in reality, there can be different reasons and Hashimoto's disease is the number one reason of hypothyroidism world over right now. So I think each and every person should ask their doctor to check if they do have Hashimoto's disease or not. So if I were to go to my doctor, you know, what and I and, um, to check for Hashimoto's, what would specifically I ask? Because I know that when I first started, very similar to you, gaining weight, I'm like, something is off. You know, my doctor just gave me that TSH, TSH level and she's like, it's fine. And when I went to someone like you, who is more of a functional doctor, they're like, that tells you nothing. You know, so what should, you know, the person going to their doctor physically ask for? Absolutely. So there are different kinds of tests. And that's the reason. So that's why let's first understand what kind of thyroid hormones and how the thyroid hormone works in our body. So this whole thing starts actually with the master endocrine gland, which is located in our brain called pituitary. That's a master endocrine gland, which produces this hormone called TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone. This hormone goes from your brain, from your pituitary to your thyroid gland. It is a signaling hormone for the thyroid gland to start producing thyroid hormone. 
Now, the thyroid actually starts producing one kind of thyroid hormone, which is the T4, which is the inactive thyroid hormone. Now, this T4 actually circulates in our whole body and goes to different parts of our body. And in the cells, it needs to be converted to the active form of thyroid hormone, which is the T3. And then that's the thyroid hormone our body or your cell can utilize. Now, the only test we are getting is TSH, right? So we are right. not even actually measuring actual thyroid hormone. So for that purpose, first of all, we should not only get TSH, we should get free T4 as well as free T3 levels. So we know if our body is producing enough thyroid hormone or not. Now, gotcha. this is just to check how your thyroid is doing. This is not even for Hashimoto's. Right. Now, beyond that, to check for Hashimoto's disease, we need to check antibodies. So there are two antibodies which can be checked to check for Hashimoto's. One of them is called TPO, which is a thyroid peroxidase antibodies. And the other one is called thyroglobulin antibodies. Now, any of these antibodies, if it is higher than the reference range for that lab, that is diagnostic of Hashimoto's disease. You don't need any ultrasound. You don't need any biopsies. You don't need any fancy tests to confirm it. If you do have antibodies that tells you that a person has Hashimoto's disease. And the good part is that these tests are not like tests which have, you have to go to very specialized labs. Mm -hmm. Any regular lab, if you go like LabCorp, Quest, you know, like they will do this test. And the same blood that they're using to check your TSH, the same blood can be used to check for these antibodies too. Right. So, so that's a good lot. part that yeah. they're not fancy tests. Anybody can get them. Right. Okay. So I go, I get the test. I find out I have Hashimoto's. So what does that actually mean? You know, you get the, you know, a lot of times, you know, as a doctor, doctors just say, oh, you have blah, blah, blah. And you're like, so what does that mean? Absolutely. So first of all, you know, like, as I said, you know, like, so there are two different things that people have to differentiate. One is Hashimoto's disease and one is hypothyroidism or low thyroid. Okay. Now, both of them might not be same. Hashimoto's disease is telling you that you do have an autoimmune disease where your body is producing antibodies, which is doing a destruction of your thyroid gland, okay. right? And the second part of it is this, what we call as hypothyroidism. Now, sometimes when this Hashimoto's disease leads to the destruction of the thyroid gland, then you're not able to produce enough thyroid hormone and then that leads to hypothyroidism. Now, when you go to a regular doctor, when they're checking only the TSH, even though your TSH might be abnormal, they will only give you a medicine called levothyroxine. Now, levothyroxine is just a thyroid hormone. It is a band-aid that has been given to your body to support your thyroid to kind of replenish the thyroid hormone needed by your body. But levothyroxine is not doing anything for the underlying autoimmune inflammation, which is destroying the thyroid gland. Okay. So for that purposes, unless and until you do things to lower those antibodies, your thyroid is dying day in, day out. So, so it is so, very important to safeguard the thyroid gland in Hashimoto's disease. So you can actually safeguard your thyroid gland so that you don't develop hypothyroidism or it doesn't get worse for you. Okay. So let me just take a step back. So I go to the doctor and they say, okay, Kim, you have, you have Hashimoto's. Here's um, your thyroid medication. That isn't stopping Hashimoto's. That is correct. Yes, it is not doing anything to stopping the Hashimoto's disease. It is just supporting your body for the for the extra thyroid hormone that it needs. Right. So for, all, you know, I'm, I'm sure just like everyone else, my mind is like, 
So I'm sure everyone else who might be have been on thyroid medication for decades is thinking like, hey, I'm doing the right thing. I'm taking this medication and, you know, I'm supporting my thyroid. And so, you know, I'm, let's just say, better. So now what are other things I can do in addition? Okay, two-part question. Part A. So I'm taking this medication. What are things I can do to support that my antibodies aren't eating away at my thyroid? And two, can I support my thyroid without being on the medication? So uh, these are complicated questions, both of them. Okay. So first of all, let's tackle this question about can you support your thyroid with or without medications, right? So that depends on situation to situations. Mm -hmm. People who have had Hashimoto's disease for, let's say, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Now, the thyroid might be destroyed to the point that they might need some medicines to support the thyroid gland. Okay. So that might be the possibility, right? Or sometimes when they get diagnosed with Hashimoto's at a very early stages, then the thyroid might still be rejuvenated so that they can either get off the medicines or they might not need the medicine. So that's a situation. It depends on person to person. Okay. Mm -hmm. But my deal over here for people is that if you do have antibodies, that means they are destroying your thyroid gland. Okay. And if your thyroid gland is completely destroyed, they're going to start destroying other parts of your body. And the research suggests that once you get one autoimmune disease, your chances of having a second autoimmune disease increases more than four to five times as, oh, a, wow. as compared to a normal person. Wow. So... Again, like you're not just doing these things or anything to save your thyroid, you're doing actually so that you don't get more and more diseases in the future. So whether with medicines or without medicines, that's not the question. The question is actually, can we lower the antibodies? Can we improve Hashimoto's disease? And the answer to that question is that yes, okay, you can lower antibodies and as well as you can tackle Hashimoto's disease. Now the question is, how do you do it, right? Yeah. And that's exactly the point. I was trying to research, you know, like all those four or five years when before I made the protocol in which I discussed in the book. So what I identified, the research suggests that Hashimoto's disease is actually, it happens because of interplay between our genetic makeup and the environment around us. Mm. Now, a lot of people, when they hear this story, they said, oh, well, you know, it is in my genes. Yeah. You know, so that's the reason, you know, I got Hashimoto's disease. But that is not true. Research also does that, you know, if, you know, there are two parts of this equation, one is genes and the second is environment. So if we take care of our environment, we reduces our chances of having, having Hashimoto's disease. Plus, there is a very high chance that we might be able to reverse it or control it in a very good fashion. Mm -hmm. So I identified five major root causes from the environmental factors, which play an important role in Hashimoto's disease. So those five main categories, first of them is our food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now food is medicine. We all know that, but wrong foods can lead to Hashimoto's disease. Right. We have good amount of research suggesting that, you know, inflammatory food, processed food, you know, gluten, dairy, sugar, all of these foods have been associated with increased incidence of autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's. And we are seeing more and more people having food sensitivities. So food sensitivity playing a very important role. The second one is nutritional deficiencies. Now, your thyroid needs a lot of different vitamins and minerals to produce thyroid hormone. And our food itself is low in vitamins and minerals, which our thyroid needs. So even though we might be eating the best diet, but our body is not getting the right nutrients. And that's the reason we can get Hashimoto's. The third one is stress. 
now you know like we are getting more and more stressed out these days yeah. whether it is physical stress emotional stress personal stress work related stress you know especially females you know because they are oh god yeah hats now these days right that again pile sprays you know like insecticides pesticides on the crops yeah yeah food, yeah or it's a heavy metals or the environmental toxins like mold toxins these again trigger hashimoto's disease and the last one is infections mm. you know especially infection like viral infections especially what we call as epstein barr virus or infectious oh. mononucleosis you know can lead to hashimoto's parasites in your gut can lead to hashimoto's mm. other viral infections can causes candida infection can cause it lyme disease can cause it so host of infections chronic infections can also do that so these are the big five categories of root causes which are actually responsible for leading to hashimoto's disease in each and every person gotcha gotcha so now that you know most, you know so people listen here and they're like okay you know these all seem like things that many of us are exposed to are there natural ways that i can start to either if i am not if i'm on the hashimoto's path or not on the hashimoto's path is there ways that i can start to better support my thyroid so i, I don't end up with hashimotos absolutely so i'm a big big proponent of lifestyle changes because mm. lifestyle is the core of our existence and can prevent as well as treat a lot of different diseases so in that obviously food plays a very important role right mm. so how we discuss food sensitivities you know is on the rise and that can lead to hashimoto's disease so for me a diet which is good for prevention as well as treatment of hashimoto's is basically has two approaches to it one is that remove foods which is bad for your thyroid Okay. which includes processed food fast food fried food gluten dairy sugar so remove those foods which are causing inflammation which are causing hashimoto's disease and then include foods which are good for your thyroid as well as healing for your thyroid so in those the first category of foods is all these green leafy non starchy vegetables mm. vegetables are great you know like it has been shown in several research studies that a plant based diet can be very very helpful for a lot of hashimoto's patients mm. and that includes a lot of different kind of non starchy vegetables whether it is the greens the spinaches the cruciferous vegetables whether you know your lentils your beans you know or any other vegetables you know is really good for the thyroid gland so that's first thing now a lot of people have a lot of concern that cruciferous vegetables are bad for the thyroid and they have been told not to use yeah. them or not to eat them now this was actually a very small research study which was done very like you know i think 20 years ago now and this research study actually showed that people who are low in iodine or people have thyroid disorder because of low iodine they only you know kind of you know uh, should not be eating the cruciferous vegetables 20 years ago the major reason of low thyroid was low iodine but now the number one reason of low thyroid is hashimoto's disease and gotcha. we have shown a couple of research studies which do show these cruciferous vegetables can improvement for hashimotos because they have like you know antioxidants that helps you know support inflammation they have detoxifying compounds which again led to removal of toxins from the thyroid gland so all of these vegetables are really great then good quality protein you know chicken fish turkey you know if you eat like you know a uh, plant uh, uh, sorry if you do eat non vegetarian food or if you're a vegetarian then you can eat you know like your lentils your beans your nuts and seeds all of those good quality proteins are very very important to support your thyroid then good quality fats 
Now again, in the last yeah. decade, everybody has been told fats are really bad. True. But what we fail to tell people is that there are two things about the fat. You know, they're not all not all the fats are the same. We have good fats and we have bad fats. So we just need to stay away from the bad fats. But we need good fats. Our brain is seventy percent fat. So if you don't eat fats, good fats, our brain doesn't work, right? True. So we need good quality fats like you know avocados, nuts and seeds, olive oils, coconut oils. You know. Uh, fatty fishes all those things you know have good uh, good fats we need to include those things so these are all like you know things you know which if we do this diet which including anti inflammatory diet including good quality vegetables and uh, good quality protein and good fat and stay away from the bad food that is definitely a very good start for people to prevent as well as treat their hashimotos disease now beyond that obviously like stress management because as i said stress is such a very big player in hashimotos disease i think each and every person should start you know incorporating some stress reduction exercises in oh, their daily oh for sure day. i'm not talking about like giving up 1 hour or 2 hours of doing meditation or yoga or anything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 15 minutes right research shows even 10 to 15 minutes of these stress reduction things either deep breathing or meditation or journaling you know these are great ways of improving your stress you know profile in your body and can definitely very much helpful so again just build those things in your schedule they can be life transforming yeah you know it's it's funny how um you know in our society we have normalized stress you know when you ever ask somebody I'll be like hey how are you doing today oh so busy you know like that's always kind of like the a first answer out of someone out of someone's mouth no one's ever says like oh i'm peaceful like you know it's rare for someone to say that to you um so you know you've taken this like deep down deep dive you've written a book um so in the book you know what can and i want you to go out and go, grab it wherever you can find your books um and i'll put a, a link in the show notes so you can easily find it for him but in your book you know clearly you laid out for us you know, what causes hashimotos you know you you laid out your you know your five principles here um you know in your book can we find you know ways that i can start to start to bring some of this into my life you know what can i find in your book absolutely so again like you know the three steps you know which i have kind of discussed in the book is that the very first step is finding the root cause right so i like and i spoken about like five of these major root causes Now it's very difficult to identify which is causing it, but I kind of kind of give you some questionnaire in the book, which kind of gives you hints into what might be uh, the root cause playing a role. Now the one major mistake a lot of people make is that you know they feel that there is only one root cause mm. which is causing Hashimoto's disease. While what I have identified by working with thousands of patients is that most people will have more than two to three root causes yeah. which are interplaying and playing a role in causing hashimotos disease so don't stop at just finding one root cause you have to look at all the five root causes and see how many of those you have so that's the very first step i discuss in the book and as i said i had laid out some questions that you know you might be able to answer and that might give you some hints into what might be the major root cause and what might be the minor root cause The second step is obviously starting with the lifestyle changes. You know, we discuss mm. the specific diet in the book. You know, like how you can incorporate the diet, what things to eat, what not to eat. Very important aspects of things. And then I talk about certain supplements which can be supporting. You know, like your thyroid and inflammation levels. And the last we talk about removing toxicities from our body, right? Mm. Which is the stress. We stress is a toxicity. We need to remove that. 
we all have toxins in our body right oh god yeah so again you know like you know how to optimize how to kind of lead a clean life where you can reduce the toxin burden in your environment now i just want to caution over here you know in the book or anywhere else i don't talk about specific detox protocols because i've seen so many people mm. doing detox on their own and actually getting worse so yeah. i caution people please do not start a hard detox on your own you know whether you know it says online buying detox bundles because detox is a complex process there are different steps involved in detoxification and if you do not do it correctly then actually your symptoms and your disease can get worse and you can actually harm your body wow. so it's very important if you do feel that you have toxins playing a role in your system or you got exposed to them so working with a functional medicine or an integrative provider who knows how to properly detoxify a body is the only way you can safely do it now but that's what i lay out in the book you know like these very simple steps and simple ways you know like how you can get started what is going on with you and then so you can at least get started the lifestyle and some supplements so that way the things can get better now do you actively um take patients yes so we have actually opened up a virtual functional medicine practice so that means you know we can literally actually see people from all over the country or all over the world uh where we take people through our three step process of actually identifying their root cause and then improving them you know in a step wise fashion to get them better so people can work with us you know like they can easily find information on our website which is anshulguptamd.com and then uh, they can find more information of how to work with us and what kind of you know a uh, program we'll be doing with them good because i you know i i think you know as people are listening to this and kind of hearing you know Well, if we go back to the very beginning here in your story, many of us have that kind of unexplained weight gain, and part of it could be, you know, some of the lifestyle choices we've made, and some of it could just be the that is this, you know, underlying um, thyroid condition that you know might have gone undetected because, as you mentioned, you know, a a, a general practice um, person might have just given you that baseline. Um, baseline test and not really kind of unpacks all the varying uh levels of the thyroid that you um broke down for us so so um nicely so when you, one of the things that you want to kind of tap into before we wrap up here is that you know you said out of the five things there could be multiple root causes here and then you said there's what could be multiple root causes and then there's one that could be a little bit more extensive and then one that could be a little less extensive If I'm trying to kind of like approach this on my own, would you recommend I start with the one that has like my kind of my minor issue and then kind of work my way to my major issue? Actually no, the other way around. I think it's so better to major. address the major first and then go to the minor because most people when they address their major root cause, I will say probably 40 to 50% of their symptoms should get better gotcha. just with addressing the main root cause. Gotcha. And uh, I think that's where, but I still, again, like I feel that doesn't matter what root cause you have, lifestyle changes oh, are sure. the like the bottom line to things. So I think you know, like that's the first thing that people should start making changes to, like you know, try to improve better food choices, try to kind of incorporate stress reduction, try to incorporate some exercise routine in your thing, as well as improving your sleep routines. So these things can be life changing. I feel if people who have Hashimoto's are suffering from symptoms. and their blood work is still normal if they do all of these lifestyle changes itself 
I think 30 to 40 percent or more people will actually feel completely back to normal. You know, and that's that you, you brought up something that maybe just kind of speaking of exercise. So if I do have Hashimoto's, is exercise something that is prescribed or, you know, do I have to change my exercise? Because, you know, for many people listening here, you know, exercise is their their stress release, right? They're, you know, they're like, oh, exercise is how I release my stress. And, you know, you and I both know that like exercise is both great, beneficial, but also could also be a stressor depending on where your where your your system is. Absolutely. So you actually, this is a very important point. I be, like want people to understand, you know, we can talk about exercise now and then maybe fasting is another thing that we can talk about. Intermittent oh, yeah. Fasting. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is the second thing we'll talk, but let's let me tackle the exercise piece first. So, in Hashimoto's or thyroid conditions, exercise is fine, but the right kind of exercise is very important because thyroid gland, as I said, is a metabolic gland, right? So, it changes the production of thyroid hormone very quickly depending on how much body is stressed out and what kind of you know, like you know, exercise we are doing. So now these days, most people are going for HIIT training, which is mm. a high intensity interval training. And then, you know, people are doing very extensive exercising or like uh, preparing themselves or their body for like long marathons. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. like running like one marathon every month, you know, like for 12 months a year, you know, that's the kind of they are doing it. Now, those exercises are not good, especially if you do have thyroid disorder or Hashimoto's disease, because what they do is that they, the HIIT or any kind of these stressing exercises, they put too much pressure on your thyroid gland and that causes burning out of the thyroid gland and that's where we see kind of you know a waxing and waning of mm. the thyroid hormone in the body because your thyroid or thyroid cannot keep up with the demand which your body needs to produce the thyroid hormone to keep the metabolic rate churning gotcha. and then suddenly that exercise is gone and then now the thyroid gland needs to produce less thyroid hormone so this you know like you know it always goes through these yo-yos which is not good for people with thyroid disorders so I think, you know, like a mix of a cardio and strength training exercises is the best way moving forward for thyroid patients. Now, so could, if you do this balance. So if to stick on the exercise for a second. So could over-exercising potentially cause thyroid issues? <laughs> well, we don't have any research to suggest that, but we do have research, you know, like there was actually research done on marathon runners. Mm -hmm. So before they started the marathon, their blood was taken and there was an inflammatory marker called HSCRP that was measured and that was normal. And then after they completed the marathon, they actually checked their blood again for the same marker of HSCRP and that was high. So do, just doing one marathon from starting to finish actually raises their inflammation markers in the body. Mm -hmm. And we know that Hashimoto's disease is basically the underlying cause is the inflammation, right? Yeah. So yes, we can kind of say that people who are over-exercising in certain situations can maybe, you know, like, you know, increase their potential chances of having Hashimoto's disease, especially if they do get exposed to other things. So let's say if they're over-exercising, but at the same time, they get emotional stress or they yeah. Or, you know, they get, you know, like exposed to certain kind of toxins mm. or they get infection, right? So then I think this combination can become lethal and then that can lead to Hashimoto's disease too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I can see it's kind of like, um, you know, a bucket with a hole in it that just kind of keeps adding more holes to that bucket. Now uh, you, and then you talked, you touched on inner uh, intermittent fasting and, you know, right now that seems to be the the rage for most people. 
Exactly. So again, intermittent fasting, as you said, like a lot of people are using it, you know, for anti-aging, for healthy purposes, for losing weight, you know, for reducing inflammation, you name it, right? Intermittent fasting is the it thing right now, mm -hmm. right? But again, for Hashimoto's and thyroid disorders, fasting has to be used very judiciously. Mm. So again, what happens, right? You know, in fasting, right? Whenever we are doing longer fast, our body goes to these starvation modes, right? When he goes to a starvation mode, gets that sends a signal to your thyroid gland, hey, slow down, because we are starving to death right now. So you need to produce ah. less thyroid hormone so that we don't starve to death. We don't eat ourselves, right? right and then right. suddenly we start eating again. And then again, that sends a signal to the thyroid gland. Oh, well, there is too much food now, like, you know, produce thyroid hormone. So again, that goes to a yo-yo thing, right? That is not good. So gotcha, it has gotcha. been shown that people who do longer fasts hmm. and they're doing longer fasts for several days, right? A lot yeah. of people do their thyroid hormone levels goes low. Now, yes, the research do suggest that once they start eating, the thyroid hormone normalizes. But I think, you know, like going through these cycles again and again puts the thyroid at risk for Hashimoto's. Yeah. The same thing happens with intermittent fasting. Now, intermittent fasting, a lot of people are doing extreme ways. They are going above 18 hours to 20 hours of fast because they yeah. feel the longer the fast, the better it is. Yeah. Now, again, the research says that between 14 to 16 hours of intermittent fasting is actually good enough. Yeah, yeah. It gives you all the benefits. You know, it produces the ketones. It reduces your inflammation markers. And I think that's the safe spot for also Hashimoto's or thyroid patients. If you are doing intermittent fasting, then stick between 14 to 16 hours. Don't go beyond it because again, that leads your body into a little bit more starvation mode. And again, that might not be very good for it. So again, if you're doing intermittent fasting, do it properly uh, in like, you know, especially if you have thyroid and Hashimoto's disease. So again, you're not harming your body that way. Yeah, no, and, and, I, and I like your approach that, you know, you've given us little pebbles, right? Like I can collect these little pebbles and, and, I, and none of this feels like that's heavy lifting, you know, that you're telling me that I got to, you know, build a house in a day in order for me to fix my Hashimoto's. You know, I feel that everything you've given me are, are just little things that just these small adjustments that I can make throughout my, my, my life, my eating that eventually I will start to feel better. And, you know, I think, for my listeners, and I'm sure for your patients, you know, most people want you to give them a pill, like give me a pill and I'm, I'll be on my way, doc, you know, thanks for your time. And, you know, I think the hardest part for most of us is, is that the lifestyle stuff, you know, the letting, letting, letting life go and taking the five minutes of deep breath, taking the five minutes of meditation and, you know, not being this, like, you know, always feeling like we're in a rush to get everything done and do everything. Absolutely. And again, you know, like I'm still researching that magic pill that one day will come out that will treat all of my Hashimoto's clients. Um, not yet. So we have to do it the hard way. Um, but the good part is that, you know, there is no rush. I always tell people, yeah. don't get overwhelmed with information. Oh, I need to do this, 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 this. Start yeah. with just one thing. Yeah. Pick one habit and change that. Once yeah. you have mastered that habit, then pick the second one and then the, do the third one. Yeah. Now, again, you know, like in functional medicine, integrative medicine, we are creating this culture of hating food. People literally come yeah. to see me literally eating five foods. Oh, you know, I was oh. told I cannot eat this. I cannot eat this. I cannot eat this. Yes. I said, then what are you eating? I'm I eating know. these five foods. Yes. I said, no, this is not right. I said, food is, you know, medicine. We need to eat food. You cannot replace food with supplements. 
So I said, oh, yes, you know, every day we are coming out with, oh, this food has this, this is bad for us. This is bad for us. I said, then what is good? There's nothing left, which is good. Oh, so oh my please goodness. don't hate food. There are certain things we know for sure is not good. Please stay away from them. And then that's enough. Stay away from yeah. the bad food and include good foods in your body, right? You know, it's not complicated. If you just do that, that'll solve a lot of your problems. Yeah, you're you're so right that, you know, so many foods have been vilified. And I was like, there's really, I'm like, you just talk about green vegetables. You're like, you know, people are like, oh, is kale better than spinach? I'm like, it's green. Eat it. <laughs> just eat it. And people come to see me like they said, oh, your diets are like, you know, so liberal. What about this? This doctor told me that, you know, this is bad because this is this. I said, okay, I've done this for a long time. Do you want to get better? You did yeah. this diet. Are you better? And they said, no, I'm sitting in front of you. I said, okay, then let's. Yeah. Do the diet which I'm telling you to do. If you do not get better in four to six months, then I will take the blame. Right. And luckily, by God's grace, each <laughs> and every client that works with us out of those four to six months thanks us, saying that Dr. Gupta, finally I'm able to eat outside. Right. I'm actually enjoying my life because right. I love food. Who doesn't love food, right? So they said, you know, we can now eat food as well as my quality of life is better. So you right. said, you know, like I've been kind of having best of both the worlds. That I'm enjoying my life with my, you know, in eating outside, enjoying with my friends, doing things that I want to do. Right. Plus my quality of life is much better. So I said, you know, it's a win-win situation. And you just, I think you just nailed it. And I think there's a great way to like wrap this conversation. Just the quality of life. You know, um, I was just listening to a podcast earlier today and this woman, you know, talked about how many years she like wasted because she was so wrapped up in, you know, what exactly is in this food and, you know, interrogating the waiters and waitresses about her food that she just like, I sucks the joy right out of, you know, inviting me to dinner because everyone knew mm. like, Oh God, she's going to be the person who's going to ask 5 million questions. Exactly. And, you know, I, Trust me, like, you know, every second client of mine, you know, is stuck into these things. So like, let me share the story of a client, you know, like who I'm just working with, you know. Um, so she had been working with us for five months, you know, 34 year old female was diagnosed with Hashimoto's four years ago, was having all of the symptoms. She started off feeling tired, you know, like because she just delivered her baby. So mm -hmm. she was told, that, oh, you know, this is just baby brains, you know, right, like, right. You, know, you know, it's just you delivered the baby, you're stressed out. That's the reason you're tired. She said, OK, well, maybe that's the case. Then slowly and slowly, she started gaining weight. Then after that, she was having gut issues with constipation, bloating. Then she started having brain fog problems. She was forgetting things. And then after that, mood changes came into place with depression, anxiety. Every time she will go to the doctor, they said everything is normal. You know, your thyroid numbers are fine. You take this medicine, go home. If this is not getting better, please see a psychiatrist. She said, nothing is wrong with my head. You know, right. I'm not depressed, depressed, but you know, I'm not feeling good. Obviously, they could not do anything. And then obviously she started researching online with her own research. She, you know, saw this podcast and then interviews or maybe reading online and things. And she started cutting back on things. Yep. So again, like, you know, she was not eating like, you know, any grains. She had to take two naps in the day just to actually function through the oh. whole day. She was having more brain foggy and she was just 34. She was forgetting things. Literally, she could not have a conversation because she could not remember the name of the people who oh, she has met. That's horrible. That was, she was so bad. So finally, she found me and then we started like, you know, uh, interrogating in terms of what was going on. We started doing our own investigations. We found a whole bunch of things. 
her gut was in a very poor shape you know she had a lot of bad bacteria she had leaky gut issues she had been exposed to mold you know like in the house that she was living previously which was just like a water damage to the house like a you know water leak but that led to mold issues and then plus stress yeah you know like which has been piling in that and then you know like in the very first visit i said you are eating very less we need to expand your diet and she mm. just flipped out she dr gupta no i cannot do that because i have i have researched a lot trust me and then you know like i have been told i should not be eating those things i said okay if you're not ready to expand the diet maybe next visit we are going to talk about it but why don't you start a stress reduction thing why don't you start doing a gratitude journal right, of right. you know kind of expressing gratitude to things that has been given to you to kind of expressing gratitude towards the food that has been given to you and then i said let's start with some supplements to kind of you know uh, replenish your nutrients fix your gut and things a month later on she was feeling a little bit better you know gut was getting better she was getting a little bit more energy so she had a little bit more confidence in me at the time mm. and then i said suggested her why don't you maybe just include one more category of food whichever you feel is safest he said well i think you know i don't think my vegetables are really so bad i think i can include those i said bingo go for it mm. so she included those anyway so every month we actually started adding one more category of food Good. and then now it's been 5 months and then her she was feeling so great you know like she said dr gupta i cannot imagine i don't have to take a nap anymore Yay. to function to the day i'm able to remember things my gut issues are gone i feel my digestion is much better than before my skin is doing good he said and i am able to eat lot more foods awesome. as compared to when i came to see you she said i cannot imagine that you know like i was actually starving my body from inside yeah. and not eating those food and now i'm eating those and i'm feeling better So I said yes exactly that's the case he said you know that gratitude journal was very helpful mm. because now she has that gratitude you know that okay well I'm getting this food you know I've been given this food and everything around her so I think that change of mindset and doing those things was very helpful for her oh for sure and I think that's what we all need and just simple changes you know was just kind of life changing Yeah, no, I absolutely I, I love that. I love that story because I feel like a lot of clients, you know, come to URI and they are eating like birds and, you know, because they've been so afraid of food for so long and that when you even say add in a cup more vegetables, it freaks them out. And so, you know, we as you know, practitioners, we have to say, okay, I'm going to meet you where you are. what feels good what feels you know approachable for you and even if it's something outside of the box like what doctor would tell you gratitude journal right you know i come to see a doctor i expect a prescription not go to your local store and buy a journal like that's not what i expect and i know for me when i started my whole health journey um i was a stress ball i'm in recovery and my doctor told me to read the book don't sweat the small stuff and i remember leaving and i'm sure this woman too left kind of pissed like i come to you and you're telling me to buy a damn journal and you know you i left my doctor bill you tell me to buy a damn book i wanted a prescription and now i'm sure here we are later on the other side we're like you know what that was probably the best advice i ever got exactly and that's where you know like sometimes you have to do a mix because yeah. you know like I understand these situations. I went through that. You went through these situations, right? At the time, we cannot. We think that there is some magical, some big thing needs to happen yes. for us to get out of that rut, right? And we all feel that way. 
So sometimes what we do is that we do a mix of things. Yes, we are giving you these supplements. They are the ones which are helping you most heavy lifting. They are doing it. But on the side, can you do this also? Mm. That's nothing. This is a minor thing. Why do you do this? And as soon as they start doing that with the supplements, you know, again, like they think the supplements are doing the main thing. Yes. But in fact, there is something else. Until, as you said, a few months later on, when they're in a better mind space, when they're feeling better, then they actually introspect and realize, okay, well, what is the importance? So a lot of these people have lost hope, right? There is no hope for them to get better. They said, you know, I have feel this way for years. How can anybody get me better? I have literally done, I have seen like several doctors. People come to see me after seeing like 20, 25 doctors. Oh God, yeah. That we have seen the best specialists in the country. Nobody could fix me. How can you fix me? Right. I said, well, that's a lot of pressure, but yeah. I can try. Yeah. <laughs> I can try. We have had good success. And I always tell people, just trust me. I said, yeah. I'm not asking you for your trust for years and years. Right. Trust me four to six months. If you can trust me that amount of time, then let's work and things are going to change. And then that amount of time is good enough for people to change and get better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Dr. Gupta, this has been really awesome. I love, like, I always love when I meet new people and they share a very similar mindset to me of just keep it simple. You know, like we've all done the complicated and God knows the complicated has not gotten us anywhere, but afraid of things. Um, And I always ask my guests, like, what's one thing that makes you feel magical? You know, I just feel magical by the strength Mm. of like, you know, giving hope to people that they can get better. Yeah. You know, like I think at this point of time, a lot of people have lost hope. Yeah. You know, they can get better, especially with thyroid and Hashimoto's. Everybody has been telling yes. them, so yes. you cannot get better. You cannot get better. You know, you have to live this life this way, which is defined with this disease. And I, I am so kind of glad that I can be that shining hope for those people that, you know, there is hope for you to get better. Don't let anybody tell you that, you know, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. If you do the right things, if you ask the right questions, you can get better and you deserve that quality of life, you know, that everybody's enjoying. You know, I, uh, that, you know, I hear so many different answers to that question, but I love that answer because I know what it's like to feel hopeless and you're just going to knock on one more door of a doctor who like, isn't going to dismiss you, dismiss your symptoms and make you feel like you are crazy. And so, you know, you offering hope that is just, that just made my absolute day. And I've really enjoyed this conversation and and I've learned so much. I've taken some notes from this and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and my magic makers. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Awesome. Well, Magic Makers, definitely buy his book. And just, you know, even if you don't have Hashimoto's, there's so many things that he has shared here that I think are just great basis for living. And if you're that person who is afraid of food, for the love of God, you know, something that comes from the ground, swims in the ocean, walks on the ground, flies in the air, it's not going to harm you. Just add a little something, something more to your nutrition. Because trust me, you know, just as that woman, she felt a lot better just by adding in just a small amount of food or even just being grateful that you're able to open your eyes this morning. So thank you again so much for having on the show. And if anyone wants to follow you where can they follow you on the social medias so our social media handle is anshul gupta md we actually have a very active youtube channel where we share a lot of different videos about thyroid and hashimoto's with a similar handle as well as on instagram also uh, which anshul gupta md people can follow us over there 
And I'm going to also link that as well as link his book in the show notes that you can easily find that on Amazon. And so if you have any issues, like he said, he does have a virtual clinic. So look him up and he will be able to help you out with your Hashimoto's. Enjoy the rest of your day, magic makers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Bye.